You're listening to Drinking on the Job, D-O-T-J. I'm your host, John Coyle. Drinking on the Job is a toast to the culture of food, wine, and all things fermented. We'll be talking with winemakers, musicians, artists, late-night bartenders, scoundrels, and more. It's time to grab a glass before its last call. Natalie Jess's wine company, Gota, is redefining the flavors of Portuguese wines. Her brands will be available on the East Coast starting May 2019. I'm so happy to be sitting here with Natalie Jessa, a Portuguese winemaker, and uh, I'm going to start you off with a joke. So a beautiful Polish woman walks into an Irish bar. Finish the joke for me. Sits at the bar, and a beautiful Irish man offers her a drink. <laughs> Bravo. Nice. Nice. No, that's a life story. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so um, let's, uh, let's talk about this. This is interesting. So you were, you were born in Poland, and you grew up there? I was born in Poland. I'm, I was born in Poland. I'm Polish, 100% Polish. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was 24, I went on holidays to Ireland mm-hmm. for six weeks, uh, which I extended to six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was... Um, unexpected decision in my life uh, but run so beautifully uh, Ireland and Irish people are just incredible their hospitality is incredible and uh, that explains why my six weeks went into six <laughs> years and so was there a man involved it was I I'm saying that behind the success of uh, each woman is herself but in my case, there was a man behind some life decisions. So um, the decision of going for holidays to Ireland and then staying there, it was I was running away from one man. <laughs> so, so perfect. So then you end up staying in Ireland. And um, so you actually became a wine buyer in Ireland. So tell me the journey to, to loving wine and finding wine and going, oh, this is when great. When I arrived to Ireland, I didn't drink any alcohol at 24, not even a drop. But Irish cracked me down. <laughs> it took Go them, Irish. It took them two years. But after two years, I was just into the wine, uh, full stop. And um, it happened that uh, I extended holidays because I went for six weeks, but I went with some money in a packet. And after two weeks, the money was gone. And somebody told me, I was there with two other girlfriends, and somebody told us, Girls, go and find a job and whatever pop you want. You're going to work two days a week and you're going to have the money to finish your holidays. And what I did, I said, I'm not going to work in any pop. I want to know what is the best pop. So I can, if I'm going to have that experience, mm-hmm. I want to work and be surrounded by the best people. Smart. And uh, so I target my place. I went there and um, I was hired on the first day. Uh, the owner uh, told me, okay, have a first day, and we need somebody just once a week. I said, fine. Uh, but then he asked me, can you come tomorrow? And I said, okay, fabulous, I can come tomorrow. The next day he said, can you come tomorrow again? No problem. And I, and I work in that pub seven days a week for three years. Wow. And I loved every single minute of it. Wow, like what were the hours like? Uh, 12 to 4. And then I could do some night shifts, even more fun, because then you're surrounded by people who go for a drink. More drinking and hanging and out. And Irish people, Irish people just talk to you. They talk to, uh, to waitress, to, to all the staff all the time. So I got some good friendships from there, just from the pub I, uh, I work. Newsflash, Irish people like to drink and then yes. talk. Yes. Yes. Um, 
So, so you're working that much, and then how do you discover wine and find wine? So first I was very curious why people said that some wine was corked. I could not detect any difference. For me, wine is just white, was hmm. white or red. And also I was dating some Irish, and I, one of the Irish said, oh, I know what you like. And I said, how a man can say that he knows what I like? Like, where that knowledge comes from? Hmm. So I inscribed myself into the WCT course so the wine, uh, about the, the wine wines, course, yeah. because I didn't want to be kind of ignorant beside a man. I wanted to have something to talk about. If he knows what I like, I want to know what I like myself. <laughs> Pretty bold move on his part. Uh, yeah, and right? it, uh, yeah. something what I didn't like to hear, but something what motivate me to learn why he knows that and what is my style how how does he know that was so, he right uh, on the first one yes on the second no so what so, was the first one it was flurry i was not oh. drinking any wine so, so Beaujolais, Beaujolais was very wow. easy for me right. to 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 like the wine like mm-hmm. if somebody is not into the wine uh, if the knowledge of the wine is not really deep flurry is like a really starting point i would say huh. and then he showed me another wine which was called the Rhone from Southern Rhone and that was too heavy for me right. and I said no 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 I really like those lighter style and that would put me into studying what is in the glass so I can discover more of those lighter style wines huh. uh, so I inscribed myself straight away into uh, intermediate course the beginners I mm-hmm. said I'm going to read that book I go straight for intermediate and after three classes I just swallowed the bug yeah. so I finished <laughs> the intermediate I went for advanced and after the advanced I started to um, I started my diploma wow. in WCT and that was just about three years uh, after working in a pub and one of my customers in a pub he used to be um I'm not sure if it's still there, but uh, he, he was director in a big supermarket chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at one day I went there and I said, Steve, I would like to be a wine buyer. What <laughs> do I have to do? And he said, give me your CV and I see what I can do. Right. I gave him my CV. Then I turned to another uh, customer of mine and I said, I'm looking for a dream job. Can you help me to do CV? So I'm, I'm so getting there. What is CV in the uh, curriculum, curriculum vitae? Oh, okay, your resume. Resume, yeah. Okay, that perfect. Was the resume. Right. Okay. Uh, so I turned to another one who, who helped me to write the resume, and I went for the interview with then another director of, of that chain, and they said, okay, you can be a wine buyer if you want, but you have to start slowly, slowly, and with a wine buying assistant. At that time, I thought being a wine buyer for the chain means loads of traveling, loads of tasting. But it was not really like this one, so I, I, I changed my career. I continue with the wines, mm-hmm. uh, but I was, um, well, working in a big chain, it was not, after working there, it was not what I imagined would be. Right, but I also imagine just working in a big chain, what you exposed yourself was to this incredible uh, plethora of incre- international wines. So now you're tasting wines from all over the world and tasting totally. as a buyer. Totally. You're basically the queen and everyone's bringing you their products going, what do you think? So you get incredible exposure to wine. This is, yes, but I would be taking my uh, learning curve to a different level. I wanted to learn myself, not what people bring me, but what's there. Mm-hmm. And Ireland, Ireland is an amazing country. A bit like States, you, you guys have every single wine in the world. Mm-hmm. And in Ireland, in Dublin, every Tuesday, there was like a portfolio tasting 
uh, for different countries. So I would wow. say one Tuesday would be Rioja, another Tuesday would be New Zealand, another Tuesday would be uh, Rhone, another Tuesday could be Priorat, another Tuesday could be uh, uh, cool. wines from, I don't know, Slovenia. Right. So every Tuesday it was some tasting. So I got myself into those tasting and mm. that was my uh, learning That's curve. That's pretty, I always tell better people. Better than somebody sends me something and wants to work with sure. me. I, but I also tell people if you want to learn about wine, you can read about it, but the best way is you just start to start drinking and tasting bottles. That's the other way. And yeah. I, actually, I hear you're an amazing blind taster. So oh. <laughs> maybe the next time you're in the States, we'll sit down and do a blind tasting together and we'll uh, we'll shoot it. That'd be fun, fun that to do. That would be fun. Yeah. I've actually done two blind tasting already in New York in a, in a, a Cork bus. Oh, at Cork Buzz, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite wine bars in New York. Yeah, yeah. Laura Mannix. Fabulous, place, yeah. fabulous, yeah. fabulous, uh, fabulous place. And I was there with Caring Elf, and she said, why don't we go for the blind tasting? Mm-hmm. I'm always up for this. Okay. Because yeah. in the last, I would say, 11 years, mm-hmm. I blind taste... Uh, uh, every single day with my right. husband whoever opens the bottle is the only one knowing the, uh, what the wine is lunch, dinner uh, going out always blind tasting That's cool. and if you ever visit me in my Portuguese home I will in you July you go there I'm coming in July more than welcome yes. blind tasting right that's awesome I love yeah. it I also think you know uh, for people who don't drink a lot of wine uh, they get caught up in well what price wine you know if I spend $50 can I get a good bottle of wine can I get a good bottle at 60 the truth is you have to find out what you like and you need to do a lot of blind tasting because I, as you know there's lots of fantastic bottles out there at 10 11 to $15 and the, sometimes the dollar value doesn't correlate to the quality um, but so let's, t- let's go from uh, you're in Ireland and, um, and nobody's calling you back to Poland you miss your family but then you go from Ireland to Portugal Yes, um, diploma students on WCT in Ireland have a um, have a tasting group, tasting mm-hmm. uh, wine uh, wine group called mm-hmm. Dipsos. Mm-hmm. Actually, we are certified Dipsos, mm-hmm. um, and every year the group goes to one country for the wine trip uh, for seven days. We right. leave husbands, uh, kids, and everybody and the job behind, and we go uh, for seven days visiting at least three producers a day. That's fantastic. Yes, and on one of the trip, we went to Portugal, and I visit a winery where my husband used to work, uh-huh. and just clicked. So I was in a queue asking for his number, then dating him for some time, and then uh, move over. So again, some men behind me. Now I follow the men. Wow, wow, and. Uh your husband is a pretty successful winemaker. We don't have to talk about him that much. Uh, you, you called him the George Clooney of uh, of, of Portugal because he's such a charmer. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, it's funny people call me the George Clooney of podcasts. Interesting. Because you're so charming. <laughs> that's that's a joke. Uh, so so now you're in Portugal, and um, if there's one thing that we, this is what we're here to really discuss is that um, in the states and in particular America. Uh, people look at, they don't know anything about Portugal, first of all. And the only thing they do know is that, oh, it's Vino Verde, which we're going to taste one. And it's cheap. Um, but as we'll discuss, there are so many incredible wines, particularly the, the reds. I think they're spectacular because I did a tasting with you. So tell me how you get into the winemaking uh, business there. And uh, we'll talk about uh, the Gota wines, um, your, your, the wines that you have. And... Um, and then we can discuss how difficult it is for a woman to break into such a macho culture, uh, you know, Portugal. It and is. Uh, it is. Very tough, yes. right? How much shit did you get? Um, 
maybe well what i i don't even get recognition Right. Uh, but I will I will correct here. I'm not a winemaker, but I hire a very good one. Mm, right. In but in different regions. So the uh, the story started that when I came back to, came to Portugal, uh, well, I uh, I go forward a little bit uh, to say that my taste was shaped by all that tasting in Ireland, right. and then tasting loads of very very good bottles with my husband. Then blindly, because why we taste blindly even at home? We buy loads of wine at home and you drink loads of wine but I don't want to give a value to the label or to the price right. so first we value the wine what's in a glass and then when we see the bottle then we can get surprised for mm. better or better or worse but so uh, my my taste is really international mm-hmm. so when I came to Portugal um, uh, my dream was to create because Portugal's, Portugal has amazing fruit amazing uh, prime material mm. and uh, my dream was to make a wine from that prime material make a wine uh, in a style uh, of those which I was drinking and enjoying international wines I was it, drinking and that style so, is a style of freshness and, exactly the style um, of freshness the mm. uh, uh, delicate wines balanced wine not over extracted I prefer infusion de- to, uh, to extractions mm-hmm. I prefer wines uh, which are made from the full bunches and a less less extracted uh, uh, less tannins. I like tannins when they very well integrated and they right. and they so are explain, really soft. So explain the phrase infusion uh, versus extraction uh, to people who are listening. Mm. I mean, extraction is extracting as much out of a grape as you can. Fruit, tannin, everything. Uh, but what the infusion part is? What what is the infusion versus? So while, while the wine is making, imagine if we put full bunches mm-hmm. and we keep, uh, during the fermentation, we're going to just wet the cap on the top, mm-hmm. you know, for the wines not to get volatile mm-hmm. mainly, but if we're going to wet the cap, we, we only want to wet the cap. We don't want to do, I don't know, half an hour pop over. We don't mm-hmm. want to crush the grapes and get all that harsh material from the skins. Right. We want to do it gently and delicately so we can get loads of juicy stuff out mm-hmm. of the wine loads of flavors which are more delicate flavors mm-hmm. and not too much of those um, astringent taste which could right. be in the skins and in Portugal because we are a very hot country the grapes uh, can have a thick skin there's loads of that uh, loads of that and uh, thick skin means more tannin uh, and a lot of times astringency if, if it's, it's extracted, extracted. So too the, much right too much so yeah. rather than push this cap there's these uh, dead yeast cells and, and uh, uh, grape skins down into the juice. You yeah. gently put liquid on top, yes. and it's that pushing down is the extraction, uh, and that's what you try to avoid. Um, pushing down and, and uh, squeezing and the skin. Squeezing the skins, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so let's get back to how you started your company uh, and in, in this very kind of manly world. I mean, I think you told me that they wouldn't even call you Natalie. They called you the wife of... Even uh, in Portuguese, there was a Polaka of Luis. So I don't even have a name. So the or Polish of... The girl of Luis, the Polish of Luis. So sometimes I don't even have a name, which I'm really, I don't really mind. Like, if they remember I'm Polaka, I'm all happy because right. I'm... Then it makes me being different. I'm, I believe I'm the only Polish making wine in Portugal and uh, one of few women. I was going to say, uh, how many you know, women are there? I mean, there's not many. Uh, it's changing. Like Portugal already has such a good uh, female winemakers mm-hmm. or female uh, businesswomen in wine. Uh, 
and I think it's beautiful all over the world. Uh, uh, women are now more um, more free to do what they want, how they want, and they do more feminine wines. Mm. I believe we're doing more delicate wines. Wines much easier to drink, not mm. that masculine and bold. Uh, I'm generalizing, but and yeah. I have to tell you though, uh, they do all the uh, all the kind of data is in that. Uh, uh, most of the time, the person buying the wine in the house in America, a lot most of the time, is women doing the shopping, women picking the wine. All over the world. Um, I all think over the statistics world, right? says around yeah. 80% That's because they, get, they shop for dinner and they pick up the wine for dinner. Right. And so they start so, to love wine. They're yeah. like, well, this goes fantastic with my rice dish. Or uh, So tell me some of the resistance you got. You tar- So you, you tell me the goal of, of the company, to find great wine, delicate wines, and but you're also looking for specific vineyard sites that are going to make these uh, style of wines and we'll, we'll go through the style of the whites and reds and we'll taste the white so in a when I started I asked my husband to, hand, to help me to find people who I could trust I could work who would understand what style of wine I want to make and who would know the local producers of the grapes who would know the local source who would have a mm-hmm. deep knowledge of the of the region because I wanted to work with a uh, vineyard managers mm-hmm. and uh, winemakers uh, who are really deep within that region to right. find the best sites and then to produce <laughs> the wine my style which is a bit different than typical Portuguese style mm-hmm. Um, uh, Portuguese people uh, still drink wine mainly with the food. It's changing thanks to tourism. Thanks to tourism, we have right. some more and more wine uh, bars. So Portuguese start to go out for a glass of wine. And it's just not Vino Verde and Port, which everybody knows Portugal for Port. Yes. A heavy and extracted wine. For, and yes, so. but... Um, because they eat in Portugal, they can eat beautiful light fish, but they also eat loads of meat, mm-hmm. and meat requires a little bit heavier wine, so this is what typical Portuguese palate <coughs> would be accustomed mm-hmm. to. And I like my glass of wine with nothing as well. Mm. So for, for me, when I started, the main goal was to find somebody who would understand that I want to make lighter style wines and mm. more, and wines... Um, which would uh, which would reach my ultimate customer, hmm. who would be outside Portugal, right? Because I'm really focused on my company is hundred percent export. Yeah, and it's uh, so. How many brands are under the umbrella of your company? Your company is the the name of the company is Gota, which yeah. means drop in mm-hmm. Portuguese. And, and is that your website as well? That's our website as Gota, well. Gota 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 Wine Com, and. Uh, we are really a little drop, but now that drop is getting bigger because also Portuguese start making uh, more of those lighter style wines and mm-hmm. get more recognition all over the world. Okay, so let's t- let's talk about the first wine. Uh, we got it in the glass, and you can uh, have a, have a, uh, a sip of this. And also, this has this is interesting too. Does this have the Atlantic Coast designation? This one or so this Vino Verde is really really different type of Vino Verde that mm. um, customer can be accustomed to. So it's not sweet. It doesn't has booze in it, and mm. it's not freshly young bottle. Right. Uh, what we do, um, my vineyard manager uh, picks up the, all the grapes from from the vineyards which are very very close to Atlantic. Mm. Um, uh, around 
50 kilometers to Atlantic, so we have all that Atlantic influence. And we fought, uh, my company fought with the uh, local authorities of mm. Vino Verde mm. to be able to put Atlantic Coast vineyards mm. on the label, mm. uh, which was uh, before not allowed. So we are the first company, and I believe so far the only one. I haven't seen that Atlantic Coast vineyards in the Vino Verde region yet on any right. other bottle. I hope <laughs> other producers could. Could, could put that because we also compete with Rias Baixas Atlantic and Sure, influence. I agree. Um, and so, you know, we've had uh, a show on oysters and we talked about Atlantic wines. We did uh, Chacoli, uh, but Almarino also, when you're talking about the Atlantic absolutely. influence, it's just on the other side. Uh, and uh, I think it's important to have the Atlantic Coast uh, because designation because so you get the salt from the exactly. ocean, which the we've discussed wine before. Like, Atlantic. Mm. I put Atlantic Coast vineyards on the label because my customers, when we were tasting on different tasting panels, uh, when people were tasting, oh, this tastes so Atlantic. I said, yes, because it's just beside the Atlantic. Mm. And um, the way we make it, it's also very different than, uh, than typical Vino Verde because I, when we squeeze the juice, we put the juice into concrete tanks, mm-hmm. and the and the wine stays on ferments and stays on the lees until bottling, and this is usually minimum half a year. Right. So 2018, we are going to bottle next week. Uh, so this is yes, yeah, six months. And the lees are the, the, the dead yeast cells, and by letting it sit there, you're kind of giving it more flavor. It picks up an intensity. And the um, nuttiness and, mm-hmm. and this complexity, a little bit like a champagne touch. Sure, yeah. Uh, and, the, and the reason why a lot of people don't do it, uh, typically, is because it costs money, really. Because you're sitting on the wine a little longer, you're not getting it right into the market. Yes. Um, but certainly, the qualitatively, let's taste the wine. And, you know, I, well, you've tasted it a thousand times, but I, I haven't had it quite that many times. Yeah, the wine has that saltiness, and I just think of immediately, I think of like oysters. I think of langoustines, big, fresh langoustines. Absolutely, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's like uh, sardines, you know, anything like for that. that uh, seafood, yeah. and it's got that acid freshness. The first time I tried the wine, and this is called Azahar, Azahar, A Z A H A R. So if you people want to find it, it will be released into the New York market in, in a couple of weeks, and I guarantee you, you'll be seeing it in a lot of restaurants and retail. Um, your, your better retail shops for sure, but. Yeah. So um, I, for, when I made the wines, first mm-hmm. we made the wines. My first vintage of the Down region was 2008, the, mm-hmm. the first I released. So when we made the wines, uh, we tasted, we make our nose what the wine tastes of, mm-hmm. and then I was searching for the name. First was the wine, and then was the name. So mm-hmm. Azahar for me is a wine which smells a lot of uh, citrus blossom and loads mm-hmm. of citrus fruit. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we were looking for the name. Uh, which can and, and label which can transmit it, and Azahar is a Moorish uh, uh, name for uh, orange blossom, and ah. the label shows orange blossom. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. on the it's a great label. green background. Right, okay. really eye catching. Yeah. Yeah. But this is again, this is me running away a little bit from the traditional way. Mm. I wanted to be. Um, more innovative. So my designer is a Chilean lady for those lady mm-hmm. for those labels. Chilean lady who uh, who lives in Portugal, but it's it's not typical Portuguese label. But right. this is a label when you come to the shop, you can see this straight away. Yeah, I mean you're you're certainly um, not bound by any tradition or rules, which I think makes your company different, which makes the wines different, and why. So you're mostly export. Um, who's your number one market? Is it? Uh, I reached, uh, at this point, I reach um, balance within my company that I cannot really name one top market. Mm-hmm. Everything is balanced um, uh, between UK, Holland. We are already in around 30 countries. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, 
everything is more or less balanced, but uh, I believe I've just make a, a big move within my company, start working with your guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and those wise are, well, maybe I also say that I was never uh, tempted by United States before for exportation. Oh, I was tempted, mm-hmm. but I was intimidated mm-hmm. because I didn't know the customer. And United States is such a big, vast country, such sure. a big, vast palette and consumers mm-hmm. uh, that I was con- concentrated more on Europe uh, than going uh, across the Atlantic. And then I've met Caring Art and John House, and they tasted my wines. And, and their they company said, is uh, uh, from La Luz. La Luz Selections uh, that uh, uh, brings it in with T. Edward. And Karen is uh, an, uh, certainly an authority on Spanish and Portu- Portuguese wines. Uh, I've met her many times in Spain. Uh, she was a translator for us in Sherry ten years ago, and she has an, she was an a amazing of a, of a sherry yeah, here she's in the US. Amazing palate. So uh, it makes sense that you know you guys got together, and she's like, "Oh my God!" So but she told I us was, about the wines in our. I was kind really of heads lucky exploded. to meet them because yeah. they tasted my wines on occasion, uh, Karen and John, and mm-hmm. they said straight away. Spot on. We want those in the mm. United States. And I said, really? Oh, how good. How mm. good that I can have American people being my ambassadors and they're doing such a good job here. Sure. Uh, because I, the, I, they position my wine with, with, within your company. Mm. Like I said, uh, I tasted your portfolio uh, a few days ago and you have such a zinky wine, such a delicate balanced wines and therefore I, I could I could see that yes my wines fit so well within your portfolio mm-hmm. because they are I they, think acidity is there I think it's funny that you found another passionate powerful woman uh, oh Karen is yeah a, I mean Karen is uh, um, I'm actually lacking of work to describe her yeah Karen is uh, uh, such a powerful and such a passionate uh, lady mm-hmm. uh, that I'm just so lucky that she's behind my wines mm-hmm. here in the States Right. I could not wish for any better. So, how many other wines are in the portfolio? Let's let's go down them. Uh, so you have uh, we starting from Vinho Verde from the top of Portugal. Okay. And then um, we have three more wines from the down region, my favorite region mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. whole Portugal, because this down is surrounded by mountains, and down is the only one region in Portugal when we have a ski slope. So we have loads of snow during the winter. Okay. So the vineyards and the vines suffer double winter and summer, which mm. I believe that acts to extra complexity of down wines. Sure. And the grapes in down, uh, there are um, down by many people who already know a lot about Portugal is called as a Burgundy of Portugal, huh. because okay. it gives that kind of style of wine. Mm. Um, we will never be the same like Burgundy, but we're talking about uh, style. Mm. And similar, is there limestone soils in the down? No, we have yeah. a granite soil. Okay. It's, uh, it's more for um, uh, comparison in a, in a style of wine. Right. Because you have, you have Prunus, which is another beautiful label. Um, and Prunus means uh, it's a Latin name for all the trees with the stone fruits. So for the white wine, there will be apricots, cherries, mm-hmm. nectarines, uh, almonds. For the red, would be um, sour cherries, black cherries, plums. Uh, so these again, are, these are indigenous varietals as well. I mean, you have Encruzado, Malvasia Fina, uh, Bical, Bical, Cercialco. Like, um, what's what's great is I think what sometimes. Uh, countries like Greece or somebody trying to get into the U.S. market with uh, wines, they go international. They'll start growing Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc. And to me, there's nothing more disappointing because uh, if you go to Portugal, I want to be in Portugal. 
If I go to Italy, I want to be in Italy, and I want to drink local, and and their varietals that they make their uh, wine storm. It's important to be able to taste those because that is the taste of the place, right? I 100% agree, and we work only with indigenous grape, Mm. and Portugal also does those experiments with international grapes, but I like to think about myself uh, as an ambassador of Portuguese wines, Mm. that's why I do 100% exportation, Mm. so selling wine in Portugal would be, I would be just, um, people in Portugal don't drink more of wine just because I'm adding one more wine, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, so I'm taking the production of my friend, uh, replacing by my own production on a shelf. and when I go outside, I'm just showing what Portugal can can give. The diverse. It's a very small country, but it's the diversity of the grapes, of the microclimates. We have 30 wine regions. That's pretty in crazy. such a small country. Right. There's like a 10 million people. New York New is York. eight and a half yeah, million people. Wow. So uh, it's really small country, but huge diversity. Mm. If you ever had a chance to uh, uh, come to Portugal, just do from bottom to top. Mm. It, it takes from Lisbon to Porto is only two and a half hour train. So it's really small country. But every 50, 100 kilometers, uh, any direction, you, you see completely different soils, different microclimates, different grapes. And it's beautiful. Translated, that is different flavors, different textures, different, and that's what's cool about it. Uh, yeah, I, I did a Portuguese tasting last year, and uh, winemakers came, and they were growing like uh, you know the varietals everyone knows, Cab and Chardonnay, and I was just just deeply disappointed. It's like the last thing we mm. need is a Cab from Portugal, uh, but we should be drinking the, the local. Um, there was a, a grape in the uh, the Prunus Red. Uh, Jayen. Jayen, um, which is actually Mencia, Spanish yeah. Mencia. It's exactly the same <coughs> grape. And I put also that grape within the triangle. It's mm. very similar, Jayen Mencia, to Syrah from Northern Rome mm. and to Blau Frankrich. Mm-hmm. So those three are very similar in style. Yeah. And that's why I like that. Uh, this, there is a reason why I do two wines in that. One would be 80% Jayen, mm. and one is 80% Turiga Nacional, which mm. loads of people would know because it's our most famous grape. Sure. Uh, it's all over Portugal, but I believe gives the best uh, results and the most beautiful wine yeah. within the down where it comes from. I actually like the Jayen. I, I stuck out in my mind. It was uh, delicate. So when you said it was Mencia, it makes total sense to me. It's more delicate, more feminine, but uh, a beautiful kind of light spice. Um, and in a hot country like Portugal, if we run away from the heat and we go to vineyards on a higher altitude, like 400, 600, mm-hmm. the grape gives beautiful results. Right. It, it, it delivers uh, those uh, flavored wines. Mm-hmm. That's cool. The the last one is the, the Bergamota. Which Bergamota. Bergamota. And here name comes... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a book. If you start reading about Turiga Nacional in mm-hmm. any book, it's the book example would tell you that Berg, uh, Turiga Nacional smells like bergamot, mm-hmm. which is an orange peel of Earl Grey tea. Right. And this is what you can find in a glass mm-hmm. of, uh, of the wine we make. Mm-hmm. Um, the wines are fantastic. I think uh, what blew us all away, um, and what's great to people listening, they get the advantage of having to... Uh, get the results of sitting in a room with 25 you know, wine professionals and going, these wines are above and beyond anything I've tasted from Portugal. Oh, I, I'm blushing now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm kissing your ass a little bit. No, they're really fantastic. And also the price blew us away. I mean, these a lot of these wines are going to retail around $15 and some even less, which is just really scary uh, how great they are, the quality for dollar. Um, 
and uh, that's that also uh, blew I us away. I love over deliver value for mm. money because I like to treat like I want to be treated, mm. and I want to give people more than they expect. And I hope I achieved uh, my goal. I de- I definitely th- uh, think you did. Also, it's uh, um, it's like the blind tasting thing, which I think is really what's interesting about these wines. It's a, everything fits together. You blind taste without knowing what things are. And then you decide whether you like the wines, right? So you blind taste these wines, and you're blown away by the quality. And again, we're talking about, like, anyone can go buy a $50 bottle of wine. It doesn't even mean it's a good bottle of wine. But if you're tasting, you know, I love this wine. I don't really care what it costs. Uh, but when you that's turn nice. over the pr- price and you go, wow, that's really incredible. Um, so I think all your blind tasting, your international. By the way, did, did you drink a lot of Guinness while you are in Ireland? Uh, on some occasion, yes, but it would not be my 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 cup of tea. Right. Okay. What was your favorite drink? Irish whiskey? Uh, no. My favorite drink would be always champagne. Champagne. Very good. Very good. Any desire to make a sparkling wine? Uh, no. Yeah, it's so hard, right? You have no, to have no, a bottling no. line, and this is a whole another incredible uh, they're already very good producer of a sparkling wine in Portugal it's uh, it's just uh, I stick what I know how to do and how I'm doing not to uh, I believe uh, there's a space for everybody and mm-hmm. I prefer to stick with my with what I feel comfortable with cool uh, what's your favorite wine region to drink you drink everything <gasps> all the time hard Ooh, to pick this is this is the most difficult question you could ever ask so I came to I came to this is my first trip to United States okay. and uh, thanks to T. Edward because mm-hmm. you had your portfolio tasting so mm-hmm. I was uh, I had to get my visa done my passport done and my first trip over here and I came over here with the samples for the tasting, for, for portfolio tasting. So I brought 10 bottles, and I'm coming back with 10 bottles. So if you ask me what my favorite region, I can tell you what I bought in so terms you bought, of region. So you bought 10 bottles to bring back with you. Yes, so because you buy? in Portugal, you can, only, uh, you can drink international wine, but we already know it's, it's very rare. Mm-hmm. In Portugal, people drink Portuguese wines. Like maybe in Burgundy, they drink Burgundy, and Bordeaux, sure. they drink Bordeaux. Right. And uh, 80% of my uh, personal seller would be international wine so every time I go abroad for a business trip or for for holidays I always bring wine home uh, so this time I uh, again with Karen we visit amazing shop in uh, in Brooklyn or uh, Jed and I went there to buy two bottles but I end up with 10 because that's my <laughs> sp- suitcase space yeah, so what'd you buy so uh so in my case, there are two Chablis, and there, there is a Bardolo, there is a Barbaresco, there is a Chardonnay from United States, which I ask for recommendation oh. of a good, um, good white from United States, so I can learn as well. Right. There are two Pinots from Oregon. Uh, there is Champagne, one bottle of, of Champagne, course, yeah. and let me think. What, uh, there is a. There must be for sure one more bottle of white Burgundy. Uh-huh. And oh, yeah. uh, Cotroti. Nice. Yeah. So actually, that's uh, that's those are I, yeah. You should invite me over to help me drink all those wines. Oh, by the time you come, they'll be gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure of that. Uh, <laughs> but I I'm going next next month. I'm going to Barolo to visit a few producers. Oh, nice. The following uh, month, we're going to Georgia. Also, first trip to oh, Georgia wow. to visit some producers. Good. A lot of skin contact. We stuff do there. loads of trips. To to go and to learn how people make it to find out. Do you have a favorite out. region? Do you love Burgundy? Do you love I love Burgundy. I Last year we went on 10 days to Loire Valley. And I Loire's love Chenin's and yeah. I love Cabernet Francs from there. Yeah. 
Uh, every year I go to Rome for uh, for the uh, trade in um, oh, the Ampuy, oh, okay. for the Northern Rhone. Oh, the Northern Rhone, sure. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. love Jura. Mm-hmm. Jura is great. Name yeah. it. So you, uh, yeah, so, so you, you travel. No, all the I'm time. sitting here yeah. with all <laughs> those bottles, and I actually could go region when re- I, Italian wise, the Piemonte one. They call me when they good. They they, they really good. Yeah, I'm Sicily. I last year as well with my uh, Irish group. We went to Sicily mm. for ten days. So I just love Etna wines, and I love uh, they call it Cheras. Cherasuelo, the oh, red Cherasuelo, soil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the good stuff down there is also made. Yeah, so. I love Norella Muscalese from down there. And we are rolling into, you are building a gourmet cheese shop in Porto. Is this uh, the word on the street? That's the new uh, new little little project because I love cheese and, mm. and, and wine. And there is no such a place in, um, in a historic center of Porto. And I have a business partner who is also concentrated on bringing very, very high-quality products. So mm. our shop will be everything about quality and pleasure. Huh. And because I also have so many people visiting us in Portugal, and uh, that I want to also create this place like a please come in so we can uh, we can treat you so well with all that Portuguese produce Fantastic. and wines. Wow. So what's, uh, what's the name of the shop? Casa Artesanal. Casa Artisanal. So Which is Artisanal Home. Artisanal Home. So uh, people listening, if they go to Portugal, they should come there and uh, get some cheese and some wine and say hello to please Natalie. Please do. Please do. You're always more than welcome for all the tasting you would Super like to cool. while you run. Yes. Um, well, thanks very much. Again, Let's get, we, if people want to find you, they can go on gota, G-O-T-A dot com. Uh, La Luz Selection uh, is with Karen Auth. It's uh, yes. with uh, T. Okay, Edwards. Edwards. Uh, so word. you could uh, search that out. And uh, I would um, really uh, beg you people to go find these wines. They're going to hit New York Market in about two weeks. And uh, you'll be very I'm happy so and blown away by the forward. value. And they're really fresh, fantastic summer wines. And I want to say thank you, uh, Natalie, for being on the DOTJ podcast. Absolutely. Pleasure. Right. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check us out at dotjpodcast.com. Until then, I'll see you at the bar. Bye.